SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Many people will tell you that this calendar weekend of football is the best of the entire season. Divisional weekend in the National Football League postseason. And I would happen to agree with those people. Welcome to a Wednesday of the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the SportsGrid Network, I am Ben Stevens. A full breakdown and preview of all four matchups we have in the divisional round in the NFL. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday. We get you set with the line movement that you need to know everything as it pertains to the spread, the totals, and maybe even an early look at the props on this Wednesday. We will go around the association in the NBA as well. A short slate last night, a bigger one on this Wednesday evening. And of course, college basketball in full force. Maybe some golf, maybe some tennis. That's what we do here on the morning after. And in this opening hour, I know a guy joining me right now that believes in the power of NFL Divisional Weekend. It is Joe Ranieri from all across the grid on Saturday. We will be back here on the Spiz Grizz working together, getting ready for those NFL Divisional Round matchups to begin on Saturday on in-game live. Joe, I cannot wait for that. But until that time, welcome here to this Wednesday edition of the morning after. A very good morning uh, to you as well there, Ben. I'm excited. I'm hoping uh, a little less uh, chalky as ass on Saturday like we had last weekend. If I watch any more favorites win, I'm going to throw up. So let's hope for a little bit of an upset or two here and cash a few more tickets here this Saturday. Joe Neri, that's what I'm hoping for as well. Five of the six favorites from Super, if you still want to sure. call it Super Wild Card Weekend, one and covered their numbers, only one underdog, the San Francisco 49ers, covered and because of that cover, won outright. So San Francisco into the divisional round and a trip to the frozen tundra in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And Joe, we're pretty close, you and I. We work together at least twice a week, but we're not as close and familiar of foes as the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. Saturday night's affair in Green Bay, Wisconsin, will be the ninth time these two franchises have met in the NFL postseason, and it's all happened since the 1995 season in the NFL. So, Joe, you see that spread there right now, a five-and-a-half-point number in favor of the Green Bay Packers. The over-under is around 47 in a hook. As you approach this matchup, San Francisco, the only underdog to advance at a super wild-card weekend. Can they keep the good times rolling into the divisional round? I, the thing that stuck out to me was how odd this opening line was in this game because you would think that Aaron Rodgers, well, we would know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to get a lot of public love here, and I'm kind of shocked that they would, the, the books would actually invite more public money onto the Green Bay Packers here because I thought for sure this was at least going to be a touchdown, maybe six and a half, seven at the very least here. And uh, we'd see what kind of, you know, and, and invite the public to kind of push that line up. But they opted in this five, four and a half, five, five and a half uh, ballpark, which is interesting and very telling. But a lot of history yeah. with these two teams in this spot here. 
Um, but uh, I, I'm scratching my head a little bit about that opening line, but it should be, I think, one of the better games of the week. I hope so as well. Hey, welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. The opening hour of the morning after on this Wednesday. It's Ben Stevens and Jerry here with you for the opening hour. And then we bring you up until noon Eastern time. Sirius XM Channel 159, our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday. A full preview and breakdown of the divisional round in the NFL postseason. As Joe and I were just discussing, the Saturday nightcap of the two games we have on Saturday at Lambeau Field. The Packers right now, the line working more in their favor this morning, laying six as the home favorite, the over under 47 in a hook. And you have heard us mention this a couple of times now. This will be the ninth all-time postseason matchup between Green Bay and San Francisco. That is tied for the most in NFL history. Joe, in the last decade or so, you see... Some of these more recent matchups, the 2012 postseason, the San Francisco 49ers getting the better of the Packers, a huge day and a welcome to the world for Colin Kaepernick on that day. In 2013, in the wild card, it was another win for the San Francisco 49ers. And then most recently in 2019, the NFC Championship game, Jimmy G and the Niners advancing past the Packers to eventually take on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. The result of all three of those matchups you just saw on that board San Francisco 49er victory. So in the last decade, it's been San Francisco, Joe, that has won three of the three matchups. Green Bay looking to change that this weekend. Yeah, well, and it's how they, the reason, it's it's not a really good matchup for the Green Bay Packers. And, and mostly because the philosophy over those years has not changed. They are going to run the ball. They are going to force yep. the Green Bay defense to stop them. And the Green Bay defense has been gashed in in the past here. And they did play, obviously, in week three, and I think that was, what, 30 to 28. It was a great game. The Green Bay finally uh, broke through there. But it's how they approach this Green Bay team in Green Bay, which is interesting and allows them to keep Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and the crew on the side while they continue to rack up yards on the ground. It's a recipe. Everybody knows it. Will they be able to pull it off is a different story here, man. Yeah, the ground game under Kyle Shanahan or really in 49ers organizational history, the reason for those three wins over the Packers who now have the 12th best rushing defense in the NFL. Speaking of the ground game, we dive into that more next here on The, on the Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Three of my favorite words are the focus on this Wednesday edition of the morning after right here and right now on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid network. Those three favorite words of mine, Jorinari, establish the run. We discussed that for San Francisco's most likely plan of attack against the Green Bay Packers in their upcoming divisional round game on Saturday night. The first game on Saturday that begins this divisional weekend in the National Football League, establishing the run is going to be front and center. Why? Because it's the return of the king. Derrick Henry back, more than likely, for the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry, who only played eight games this year, Joe Ranieri, and still finished in the top 10 in rushing yards in the NFL and still 
had 10 rushing touchdowns in eight games, should make his return this week for Tennessee against Cincinnati. As of yesterday, Joe, and here's the benefit of being the number one overall seed in either conference right now as things stand in the NFL postseason. No players out yesterday at practice for Tennessee. Everybody available, at least in some capacity, and everybody on the practice gridiron for the Titans heading into this matchup, Joe, against the Bengals, where Tennessee will be a three-and-a-half-point home favorite, and the over-under total is 47 points. Yeah, see, this it's a fascinating matchup, and I love the fact how Cincinnati appears to be uh, everyone's darling now. Um, I guess when you haven't made it to the playoffs uh, in, uh, in about – 400 years I guess it's nice to see new blood right it's nice to have Cincinnati and look at oh Joe Burrow's so nice oh and this, yeah um it's old I mean it's nice it looks nice it sounds nice it'd be great to have some new blood but the reality is you're not going to Nashville and you are not beating this Tennessee Titans team for a couple of reasons Ooh. number one of them you mentioned King Henry's back um their defensive front uh, pretty much got decimated uh, in that game against the Raiders there. We don't know what Trey Hendrickson's status is. Still in the concussion protocol. May or may not. Okunjobi is out uh, with, the, uh, with the ankle injury there. So they took a serious loss uh, on that defensive front. Not the kind of loss that you want to take when you're about to face Derrick Henry. And more importantly, what nobody's talking about, you will finally have a healthy Brown and uh, oh yeah, they traded for a guy. What was his? Oh yeah, Julio Jones. Yeah, he's oh, healthy too, yeah. like you said. And the reason they went out and traded for Julio Jones was for this game, this time of year, right now. They could care less about the regular season. They went out and got Julio Jones, AJ Brown, now King Henry, and oh yeah, uh, the defense of the Tennessee Titans. Actually, the unsung hero all year for this team, especially once Henry went down. I don't see them stopping. It's a matchup nightmare as far as I'm concerned for that defense of Cincinnati. Cincinnati benefited from an extremely soft schedule this year. The offense was unreliable against good defenses. This is an above-average defense they're about to walk into at home. Uh, and their defense struggled against above average offenses which is exactly what you're going to have here i think it's going to be a long day uh for joe burrow and company here so uh give i agree with it it might be the chalkiest of all chalk plays here for me this weekend but uh, i think tennessee rolls here and welcomes well either kansas city or the bills we'll talk about that as well Oh, we certainly will. It's interesting to me, the man that welcomed on this Wednesday edition of the morning after by saying that he was hoping for some more <laughs> underdog upsets based on what we saw last wild card weekend. The first game up, he says, no doubt the favorite wins and covers that number comfortably. Well, Joe, here's going to be the focus. As we know, it will be the return of the King in Derrick Henry against that Bengals defensive front. And Joe mentioned it. They are banged up right now up front for the Bengals in that front seven, especially that front four of the defensive line. A top six rushing defense all year long in the NFL, only giving up about 102 yards per game on the ground. But the last three, 154 yards per game on average to their opponent. How effective will Derrick Henry be? That is the question because you saw the practice report 
early on. And Mike Vrabel said yesterday it was really the first time that King Henry was taking some shots and taking some contact in practice and working up to full speed, or at least they hope full speed in getting back for this football game at near 100% against the Cincinnati Bengals. And the interesting thing, Joe, is already when you look at that line and the total for the Titans and the Bengals, we already have player props up. And might we see Derrick Henry break off long runs like this to go over his rushing yards prop? That number, not exactly out yet, but if you do some investigation on the FanDuel Sportsbook, you will see a divisional weekend special that you can bet on. Joe Mixon, the talented running back for Cincinnati on one side, and Derrick Henry to combine for at least 150 rushing yards. It's the shortest price of any divisional weekend prop on FanDuel right now, even money, plus 100. It's at 150 yards. We mentioned Derrick Henry's prop is not out yet, but Joe Mixon's is, and his is at 61 and a half. So you could estimate then, Joe, that King Henry's is going to be hovering right around that number of about 88 to 90 yards. How effective do you expect the King to be in his triumphant return to the gridiron? Effective enough that the Cincinnati defense is in a no-win situation uh, because of the mm. fact that what are you going to do? Are you going to try and not let A.J. Brown and, and Julio Jones beat you on the outside? Are you going to stack the box and sell out to, to, uh, to stop Derrick Henry? Um, that's, it's just a no-win situation. It's a terrible matchup as far as I'm concerned for a team that is as inexperienced and as young as Cincinnati is. It's one thing to win a game against the Raiders at home in a nice playoff win, one you haven't had in forever. It is a whole different animal to get on the road now, in a divisional uh, you know, uh, playoff game, go to Nashville to a team, guys, that has been there and done this, um, and actually everything that Tennessee does well, they can exploit this defense here of the, uh, of the Cincinnati Bengals. And one last point I will make here, guys. We have talked uh, over the years about how great Andy Reid is off of a bye, right? You don't want to give guys like Andy Reid, Belichick, you don't want to give these guys an extra week. Uh, Mike Vrabel, um, undefeated when he's had an extra week to prepare for a team, and that should shock nobody. And if it does, you haven't been paying attention. Vrabel will have this team ready to go for the young Joe Burrow um, and he will dial up some things that kid just has not seen before. I think he has a great career ahead of him, but he, he don't have another playoff win this year ahead of him uh, in Nashville this weekend. Joe Burrow's passing yards prop, 278 and a half, relatively a high number for this divisional weekend. I want to touch on two points that Joe just made right there because even if Derrick Henry only goes for 65, 70 yards on the ground, the fact that he will be in there for a good chunk of this game will force Cincinnati's defense to at least pay respect to the ground game of the Tennessee Titans. And then maybe you look secondary market at guys like A.J. Brown, whose receiving yards prop is already up on FanDuel as well at 74 in a hook. Or, yeah, the guy they traded for, one of the best we have seen in the NFL at the wide receiver position in the last decade in Julio Jones. And it sounds like Joe Ranieri believes that Tennessee will cover the number of three and a half, but at least get the outright victory at home on Saturday. And thus, as we have said, you need to look at the AFC championship market. Plus 320 
for the Tennessee Titans. The third best odds for the number one overall seed, who if they take care of business on Saturday, will host the AFC Championship in Nashville. So you have plus 320 and some hedging opportunities and some middling opportunities for that AFC title game with a plus 320 money line ticket virtually on the Titans, who might be a home dog, but not at that juicy of a price. Sunday in the NFL is a day full of rematches. We break that down next year on TMA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Wednesday right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. But in just a few days, it begins divisional weekend in the National Football League playoffs. Two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. Sunday full of rematches. We look at those games right here, right now. It's Ben Stevens and Gerinari here with you for this opening hour of a Wednesday TMA. And then we bring you up until noon Eastern time. So, Joe, we look at the two games on Sunday now. Both rematches of two sides we have already seen play early on in this NFL season. Let's begin with the first game up on Sunday afternoon in the NFC, the reigning NFC and Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Los Angeles Rams. And right now, Tampa laying three at home. They have been great at home all year long, Joe Ranieri. Eight and one straight up, including the postseason now. Seven and two against the number. They were at home week number three against Los Angeles. And what happened in that game? Well, it was Tampa's only home loss this year. As LA came in as a short one and a half point underdog and won that game outright. 34-24. Joe, what do you remember about week three of this NFL season? And can we take anything away to help our handicapping on this Sunday? So um, it, it's interesting. That week three game, I, I remember the uh, the Rams kind of took it to uh, Tampa early and often, I believe. They, they jumped out to a big lead, and then Tom Brady and company uh, were playing catch up the rest of the game there. But that was all the way back in you said what week three uh these are two totally different teams than what they were in week three and it was the good matt stafford in that game there like the good matt stafford we just uh witnessed for the very first time in the playoffs uh last week um but we're talking about a tampa team at home that has been pretty successful this year you're talking about the GOAT at quarterback at home in this spot here. Now, granted, uh, they lost Werfs, I believe, or at least they still don't know. They lost uh, the anchor of that offensive line. But outside of him, that offensive line has been the most consistent part of this Tampa Bay Bucks team here, which is why Tom Brady has had the kind of success he's had this year, especially at home. The Rams have to take their show now on the road um, they also have to take their show after a short week, mind you, now, uh, because they played some strange Monday playoff game here. And now they've got to go and take on uh, Tom Brady here with a, uh, when Tom, of course, and company have an extra week to prepare. Tampa's the better team. 
Uh, make no mistake about it. Tampa's a better team at home here. Forget about what you saw at week three. These are It's a totally different animal. And I'll ask you this. If you happen to think that this game is as even as it gets, right? Both, both defenses are going to dominate, right? Both part. So if it comes down to it, two minutes left in the game, and Tom Brady has the ball or Matt Stafford has the ball, who do you trust? to have that winning drive at the end of the game in this matchup here. Uh, if you have Matt Stafford, bless you. Uh, be my guest over there. But I'm done losing money betting against Tom Brady in these types of situations here. They don't have what they used to have. We know this, but that really doesn't make a difference. Uh, we'll keep an eye on Werfs. Uh, but right now, it's very hard for me to see uh, anything but Tom Brady in this spot. I would look more towards the total, and I do think that uh, maybe uh, the, this could very well be an under situation as both defenses in all likelihood dominate in this matchup, and it's a matter of which quarterback do you believe, Ben, is going to make enough plays to win this game. That's what it comes down to me, and, and there's only one way I would bet it, and that would be, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, if my numbers are correct here, Joe, I believe that Tom Brady himself, some refer to him as an animal known as the GOAT, has 35 postseason wins. And I believe Matthew Stafford only has one, and that happened just on Monday night. So if you're looking to back somebody in a late game postseason scenario with a trip to the NFC title game on the line, I think you would look more to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady and the spread does indicate we are in for a close game maybe within a single score in the final closing minutes of that fourth quarter an early look ahead line came out for this game as the Rams were getting ready to take on the Cardinals on Monday night football it was at two and a half in favor of the Bucks if they were to play Los Angeles now it is at three and that over under stands at 48. I find it interesting the number went up to three, but I think the book expects some money back on the Rams. I would not be surprised, and I think they will be careful to do this, Joe Ranieri, to see this line come back to two and a half points at some point this week leading up to kickoff Sunday in Tampa Bay. Let's go back to that first matchup in week number three again because it was an offensive affair. A total booked in the low 50s, around 53 and a hook, Still went over with a final score of 34-28. You mentioned good Matthew Stafford. Well, he was certainly that in Florida on that day in week number three. 27 of 38, 343 through the air, four touchdowns, and hit his favorite target in Cooper Cup many a time. Nine grabs, 96 yards, two touchdowns for Cup on that day. Tom Brady threw the ball 55 times for 432 yards on 41 completions. And a touchdown. And maybe the most interesting stat about that first meeting between these two, Joe Ranieri, was the fact that Tom Brady, yes, 44-year-old Tom Brady, was the Buccaneers' leading rusher on that day. Three carries for 14 yards. They only had 35 as a team. I expect that to change. But who will be the running back for Tampa on Sunday? Will it be Leonard Fournette? Still has not been activated off injured reserve will it be Keyshawn Vaughn will it be Gio Bernard will they just be factors in the passing game out of the backfield all of that remains for this first rematch on Sunday the second rematch on Sunday is a game I think that has the most hype of the entire divisional round this upcoming weekend another rematch inside Arrowhead where the underdog early in the year 
prevailed. It was Buffalo back in week number five going on the road and knocking off Kansas City as an underdog. And Joe, look at that number now. Only a point mm -hmm. and a half on the FanDuel Sportsbook in favor of KC. A very, very tightly contested spread. What does that tell you about what we should expect on Sunday night in Kansas City? Well, and, and finally, we get to talk about a dog that I actually really, really like in this spot on a oh, number Oh, a one-and-a-half-point dog. Here. How brave yes. of you, Joe. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. Now, I would say uh, in some of these other games, we talked about rematches, and I would not put a whole lot of stock in what we saw from Tampa in week three, right, or early on in the season with that, uh, with that 49er and Green Bay game. But right. this is fascinating to me because – the Buffalo Bills, uh, having gone to this stadium uh, earlier in the season, and we got to see how they match up together against this Kansas City team, right, especially this Kansas City defense. And I will go back to it. To me, the Kansas City offense always going to be a threat, and we know that. But that Kansas City defense um, is way too many question marks for me. Uh, consistency is important, especially this time of year. And even though the Bills, uh, they certainly, you know, when they've won, they've been they've been really, really good. Some of their losses are just absolutely head scratching. Uh, but they go into Arrowhead knowing that they've already beaten this team. They they know what to expect. The defense knows what to expect. And you've got a Josh Allen now uh, with more experience uh, coming off of one of the greatest, you know, playoff performances that we've ever seen from a QB. Kansas City is a public team, okay? Kansas City will owe, and Mahomes and Andy Reid and company, they're always going to get the public dollars. Buffalo is, uh, in a lot of people's minds, I have, you know, do it and I'll believe in you. Uh, we'll get ready to believe uh, because the Buffalo Bills will go into Arrowhead and that defense of the Buffalo Bills is going to make the difference against this Kansas City team. Uh, that defense will not be able to control Josh Allen. Uh, their running game all of a sudden now uh, has gotten rolling downhill. It has over the last uh, couple of weeks here with Singletary and yeah. company. Um, Buffalo is a matchup nightmare for that defense against Kansas City. I trust that defense zero. Uh, we have seen Patrick Mahomes, especially when he gets down, We've seen him be careless with the ball. We've seen him be put into situations. Hey, he looks great against a decimated Pittsburgh team that's a shell of what we remember the Steelers uh, like. But uh, that's not going to be the case with this Buffalo defense, this Buffalo team that's gaining momentum, is gaining confidence, and more importantly, this is an experienced Buffalo Bills team in this spot here. They will go an hour ahead. They will win this game. You take them on a money line. You take the two, you tease them up to eight, eight and a half. You do whatever you got to do. Make sure the Buffalo Bills are in everything on your ticket this week. They will be heading to Tennessee for a chance to go to the big dance. Joe Ranieri saying the Buffalo Bills go on the road and circle the wagons in Arrowhead. Plus 108 on that money line right now for the Bills as an underdog. I think if you're Kansas City, and it will be a topic of conversation all week leading up to Sunday evening in KC Mo. Your biggest concern, 
should be the establishing of the run the Buffalo Bills have done over the last three weeks. They are averaging over 192 yards on the ground in their last three games. 174 on Super Wild Card Weekend against the New England Patriots. And KC's rushing defense ranks 19th out of 32 in the NFL. That Bills rushing attack has become creative and dynamic with Josh Allen and Devin Singletary, a scary sight heading into Arrowhead on Sunday night. Mm. We're one step closer to the Super Bowl. We look at that next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after on SportsGrid Sirius XM, channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the SportsGrid network alongside Joe Ranieri for the opening hour of this Wednesday edition of the morning after. I am Ben Stevens. We are looking at divisional weekend in the NFL, one of the best on the football calendar all year long. Two great matchups on both Saturday and Sunday. High quality football now in the postseason. One step away from the conference championship game in both the AFC and the NFC, which means Joe Ranieri one step closer in each team's hunt for the Lombardi Trophy in appearance in the Super Bowl. So let's go big picture now. Let's go big time macro here and look at those Super Bowl odds as we approach the divisional round this weekend. The Green Bay Packers, unsurprisingly, the favorites to win the Lombardi Trophy that bears the name of their famed head coach. Plus three 50 now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I emphasize that because we've seen 20 cents of movement in the Packers' favor from plus 370 to plus 350 over the last 48 hours. Kansas City behind them at plus 400. The Buffalo Bills, the third best odds at plus 500. The Bucks chance to repeat, plus 550. The Rams round out the top five at 7-1. to one. Joe, as you look at that board right there and all the odds and prices to win the Super Bowl, where do you see the value right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook? Uh, right there in the uh, right there in the middle uh, is where I'm looking. There, there is only um, one underdog on the card this week that I think has a legit shot of uh, of upending um, their favorite on the road, and of course uh, that is going to be the Buffalo Bills. And what do you got? Five to one now on the uh, on the yeah. latest odds there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, listen, there is going to be a time where I want to, I think the love for Tennessee, especially after they beat Cincinnati this week, uh, is going to be overwhelming with uh, the storylines. Um, and I'm going to be looking to fade them next week, whether it's the Bills or Kansas City. I have to believe it's going to be the Buffalo Bills. But either way, I think we're going to have an overinflated Tennessee team uh, next week there for the divisional championship, Kansas City, Buffalo, I don't care. I'm going the other way, uh, but not this week. I do think the Buffalo Bills are absolutely uh, a team I would not want to get in front of, and they beat the uh, they beat the Chiefs this week. They were going to be in a championship, yep. and there is uh, I think there is a new sheriff in town, not just in the AFC East, uh, but in the NFL, and uh, get ready because the Josh Allen train is coming. Uh, he is built for this time of year. 
Uh, this team is ready to go, and I don't think anything's going to stand them away. Not a mediocre Kansas City defense, uh, and not an overhyped Tennessee Titans team with King Henry, uh, who actually, I do believe, beat uh, the Buffalo Bills there earlier this year in an amazing game uh, late. Uh, I do not think. Same season revenge? Yeah, give me the Bills here at 5-1 to one to take it all down. We're standing on the precipice of the divisional round and divisional weekend in the NFL. That means just four teams remaining in either conference. We are getting down to the nitty-gritty where prices in the future market need to be mm -hmm. correlated. So first, let's begin with the AFC championship market. And Joe, the fascinating thing to me about comparing AFC and NFC right now is the prices one through four are very, very similar. The only difference being mm -hmm. that the favorites in the NFC and the Green Bay Packers at plus 160 are five cents shorter to win their conference crown than the Chiefs on the other side at plus 165. Mm -hmm. But here's the difference. When you look at the NFC championship market, it follows suit by seed. Number one overall, Green Bay, the favorites to win. The second best yep. price, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the third best in the three seed, or at least the four seed, the higher seed now, the Rams, and then the Niners, who are the sixth seed, emerging as the only underdog from last weekend with the longest price at plus 550. So that's the NFC championship market. You see that plus 160 price on Green Bay, who are the favorites to win the Super Bowl at plus 350. But now as we look at the AFC title odds, you will see the Kansas City Chiefs as the favorites at plus 165. Mm -hmm. But KC, don't forget the number two overall seed. The Buffalo Bills, the number three overall seed, the second best price at plus 230. The number one overall seed, who if they win this weekend and they are favored by three and a half points to do so at home against Cincinnati, will also be the home team in the AFC title. That would be the Tennessee Titans with the third best price at plus 320. The longest odds to win the conference crown, the Cincinnati Bengals at plus 550. So that's the difference. The NFC follows suit by seed, highest to lowest. This a little bit yep. different with the number one seed, the third best odds to win the conference crown. And Joe, you mentioned that you think Buffalo pulls off the upset in Arrowhead on Sunday night. You think that Tennessee controls what they need to at home with a victory over Cincinnati. The prices in the AFC title market would almost indicate to me, despite Tennessee being the home team for the AFC championship game, whether it's the Chiefs or the Bills, Titans will be a slight home dog for that AFC championship matchup against either Buffalo or Kansas City. It's going to be interesting, but I, I do think, obviously, Tennessee uh, winning this week, Buffalo doing it uh, again, it's going to be close. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be real, real close. I still think yeah. Tennessee, um, if they're playing the Buffalo Bills, Tennessee will be the favorite. Hence, they beat them. The mm. books know this. Um, so the books will give the edge to the, uh, the home team in the championship game, the Titans. If it's Kansas City... Then we're going to have a probably ha it's going to be a lot uh, tighter there with uh, Mahomes and company also having to go on the road to yeah. Tennessee. Either way, uh, I think Tennessee with a victory over Cincinnati this week is going to sit atop there, uh, whether it be Kansas City or Buffalo. But uh, I do think it's going to be Buffalo. And I think Tennessee after this win is going to be completely overvalued next week, regardless of who they play. So, Joe, you think at least it will be Buffalo and Tennessee in the AFC Championship game. Now, overvalued maybe based on the numbers, sure, but we can also predict 
who the Super Bowl matchup will be. Obviously, who is the conference champion from the AFC and the NFC? And the shortest price in that market right now, unsurprisingly, again, you correlate the markets here anytime you look at future odds, the Kansas City Chiefs against the Green Bay Packers at plus 600. Then it's the Bills mm. versus the Packers at plus 750. And KC and Tampa in a Super Bowl 56 rematch. Also, both with the second shortest number at plus 750. Then it drops into the quadruple digits with Buffalo and Tampa Bay at 10 to 1. So, Joe, as you are forecasting this and as you are looking at these prices, how do you think this all plays out? Who do you believe will be matching up in L.A. for Super Bowl 56 and the Lombardi Trophy on the line? I think it's going to be the former king of the AFC East versus the new king, the new regime mm. here, and the Buffalo Bills. Give me Josh Allen taking on Tom Brady. The path that Tom Brady uh, plays there in the AFC East uh, is now going to be taken over, make no mistake about it, by Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills uh, at, what is it, 10-1? to 1? Uh, Give me Bills Bucks. Uh, in the championship, one final hurrah for Tom Brady uh, in the uh, Super Bowl. Unfortunately, it's going to end with the F. Oh, my goodness. He is saying it right now, <laughs> right here, right now. Also, tons yep. of value for Joe Ranieri, but the Buffalo Bills defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium in L.A. So that matchup, 10-1 to 1 on the FanDuel Sportsbook, tied for the fourth shortest odds the buffalo bills to win the super bowl and cash that ticket the third best price right now at plus 500 joe ranieri spotting all of that plus money on the morning after right now so then joe again as we look through these markets and this is the point right now right we're getting down to the nitty-gritty but there is still so much plus money value it's super hard to predict a super bowl champion back at the end of right. august and early september you can have your thoughts and yes the prices are longer they're shorter now but we have a better sample size. We have a better feeling as we reach the divisional round in the NFL postseason. So not only the Super Bowl correct matchup, not only the Super Bowl winning team, but maybe then the Super Bowl MVP, which has often been a quarterback. Four of the last six, I believe, have been a quarterback. Ten of the last 12 have been a quarterback in that Super Bowl MVP market. And right now, Josh Allen plus 600 so joe the point here being you can correlate all these future markets together right now where we stand in the nfl postseason with only two weeks remaining until the super bowl and find some glorious plus money right now on the fanduel sportsbook yeah no you can and uh listen it's no doubt a, a quarterback it's a quarterback uh, award i mean we all know this because it's going to be and think about look at the names that are on that board uh, right now here just this week those names are not going anywhere Ben we're going to be talking about all of those well except for maybe Jimmy Garoppolo he might start his own porn movie later but uh, there is uh, for, from a football betting perspective you know we've got Burrow we've got Aaron we've got the goat we've got Josh Allen we've got Patrick Mahomes Matt Stafford been there for so you know it feels like he's he's played in this league for a million years um, it correlates Whoever you think is going to win uh, the Super Bowl, they are not winning unless their QB rises to the occasion here over these last uh, these next three games. So uh, pick your poison there. Uh, I'm in on the Buffalo Bills. So 
I got no problem backing uh, Josh Allen as a uh, as a Super Bowl champion and MVP. It's going to begin and end with him, much like it's going to with Mahomes, uh, Tannehill. Uh, it's going to be a situation there where whoever it is that you like to win, you better look at that quarterback in the MVP market as well because that's the reason they're going to win. Very, very much so. Because, again, you look at the Super Bowl odds and then you compare that to the Super Bowl MVP mm -hmm. odds. It's about a dollar of difference between the price for the team versus the price of the individual. The Green Bay Packers to win the Super Bowl, plus 350. Aaron Rodgers to win the Super Bowl MVP, plus 450. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs mm -hmm. to win the Super Bowl, 4-1. to one. Patrick to win the MVP, plus 490. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, as you see there. The third best price at 5-1. to one. Josh Allen to win Super Bowl MVP, 6-1. to one. It goes like that mm -hmm. across the board and across the gamut because, again, yep. clarifying those numbers, four of the last five Super Bowl MVPs have been a quarterback. Nine of the last 12 have been a quarterback to hoist the Super Bowl MVP trophy. So, Joe, as we get your predictions here, you think it's Tennessee and Buffalo in the AFC title, Buffalo emerges, and then eventually wins the Super Bowl over Tampa Bay. Who do you have the Bucs playing in that NFC championship game? Will it be a rematch against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau? So, I, I think the, the football gods uh, for torturing us on those uh, this ridiculous wildcard weekend watching blowout after blowout, after chalk, after blowout, um, I think they're going to reward us here as we move forward. Uh, because, listen, we got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes already this week, right? How? Tell me how great the Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady and those headlines are going to look here in the NFC Championship game. Give me, give me that all day, but the GOAT's got one final run in them. The matchups of the 12s that we saw last year, also at the Frozen Tundra. Not full capacity at Lambeau. Could that make a difference mm. this year? The Packers most likely will be booked as a favorite, a short one in that game as well. We talk about the AFC title game on the other side of the break with the public next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out our first hour together here on a Wednesday on the morning after. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the Sports Grid Network alongside Joe Ranieri for this opening hour of TMA. I am Ben Stevens. And to round out hour number one, we do the same thing we do on a weekday basis. We hear from you, the public. We have discussed the futures market and the path to the Super Bowl as we stand on the horizon of divisional weekend in the NFL. Who do you think will be playing in the AFC championship game at the conclusion of Sunday night? Let's find out right now in Fade the Public. So Joe Ranieri, here are the four options, of course. Cincinnati against Kansas City. Tennessee against Kansas City. Tennessee and the Buffalo Bills or the Bengals and the Bills. And this is what you love to see out of a fade the public poll. A very, very tight margin across all four answers. But the slight 
favorite right now, the Bills and the Titans, around 33% of this poll at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. Joe Ranieri, we already know that you agree with the public. Why do you think the public is liking the Titans and the Bills in the AFC title game? Because they are the smartest group of people that I know, period. I mean, the public is just, it's amazing. They're no dummies. They know exactly what's in store here. And although we might have had our differences over the last, oh, I don't know, four months or so here in the NFL season, often I would uh, I would point and laugh and, and encourage the public to bet as much chalk as humanly possible so we could go the other way. Um, it doesn't mean they're always wrong. They are the smartest group here watching uh, the morning after that I know, and they are spot on, which is exactly why that's where my money is going here at Benzie. The second best price for the correct matchup in that market on the FanDuel Sportsbook, plus 230 for Buffalo to face off against Tennessee. Joe Ranieri, we will break down the Titans and the Bengals on In Game Live on Saturday. I will see you then. More of the morning after is up next.